Hey friends, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast where we learn about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City a lovely place to live. It is a beautiful spring day here in Johnson City. The flowers are blooming, the trees are popping. It is awesome. There's I'm a- here with my beautiful wife, Carly. Hello, hello. And we are here with two of our longtime friends. I think there aren't a whole lot of them that hung out as long as they have. Uh, Spencer and Nicole <laughs> Teal. An award for that. There's an award. There's an yes. award. You get a prize. We'll give you a candy bar at the end. Um, Spencer and Nicole Teal. Spencer is lead pastor at our favorite church. Redstone Church, and Nicole has a staging business called Texture Home Staging. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Doing we, great. We Thanks just heard that us. the monolith has moved in Johnson City. We uh, did see know. that. So we did good. take pictures. I will um, I will post Pop a picture of us in the monolith. So I don't <laughs> know what that is, but I'm excited about it. So all I have to say, we're starting the day pretty intrigued with <laughs> what's going on in Johnson City. Yeah, we ran into Jose Castillo, and he is all things Johnson City, and he brought a monolith with him, which is kind of his deal, I think. He just usually you don't have one of those in your back pocket, but uh, All right. with Jose. He did. It like he folded it out and it was anyway. Tell us <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Tell us a little bit about <laughs> Spencer and Nicole Teal. Okay. Where, Where are you, you from? What's your story? Just give us the uh the under forty minute version <laughs> okay i guess the most uh relevant thing is that we just celebrated 20 years yes yes married married, married. that's yes. right 20 years so our right. 20 year anniversary so oh, that's awesome. amazing that was and, amazing. Uh, and how many years in johnson city have we lived here Four, 15 together married yeah that's right or yeah, no a long time yeah 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 we moved married. back in 2006 hey same as us 15 years married here Yes. Yeah. But so Johnson yeah. City is home to our family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've raised. Every, I mean, we had a couple of kids born in different states, but yeah, this is this is home. So you moved to Johnson City when? Ballpark. See, I'm a I'm a Georgia boy. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry for all oh, those boy. UT fans out there, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm a Georgia boy. But we moved here in '92, my freshman year in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, went to two years of ETSU, then left for a decade. I uh, got married to Nicole, and then we came back. So yeah, this is this is home. This home. Yeah, this is. Yeah, grew up here. Yeah, we did pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a hilltopper. Now Nicole did not gra- grow up here in Johnson no. City. I grew up in Mississippi. Mississippi girl. Mississippi. Where in Mississippi? Uh, Corinth, which is north northeast Mississippi. However, um, Doe River Gorge brought me here in 1998. So I came up here, spent two summers as a counselor that's where i met spencer so we have a great affinity for dover gorge ministries it just uh, is special special place for us we got married there so um and then you know we moved back here Um, i lived here in 2001 before we were married worked at doe river full-time and then we moved back here with our kids two out one in the oven Back in 06. 06. Awesome. And we have six children, so we've had... So you're just halfway home three, at that point. Yeah. Four of them <laughs> were, were born here, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that would probably be the nucleus of our story, would be mm-hmm. Doe River. Yeah. Because that's where we met, and that's what ultimately drew us back after seminary, yeah. was that place mm-hmm. and um, and those people. For our listeners, tell everybody what Doe River is. We all know, because we've been there, but there are lots of people listening all across the world, hopefully. Sure. Yeah, so Doe River Gorge is a Christian camp in Hampton, Tennessee, and they got their start by offering high-adventure activities to teenagers. 
So the, the, the idea was to get people out of their comfort zone in order for them to build this innate distrust in themselves in order to trust something else. And so the high adventure helped that faith conversation mm-hmm. or that trust comfort mm-hmm. conversation. Yep. And uh, yeah, Nicole and I both spent our formative years in, in college after we came to know faith and then back as our second career move in, in ministry. Yeah, and there's just something awesome. about Doe River and getting out in nature. and it, It's beautiful out there. It's beautiful, it's and it just seems like when you're there, the Lord's talking to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the most unique piece of property, I think, um, in East Tennessee. One, it's huge, it's 700 acres, mm-hmm. but yeah, just the different um, dynamics of the property with yeah. the river and bridges and cliffs. It's, yeah, it's amazing. So what do you guys love about Johnson City? Uh, Nicole, you go first and I'll go second on that one. Um, I love the size of Johnson City. I feel like um, there's great community here. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it's it's bigger than where I grew up, but it's mm-hmm. not so big you feel lost. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a great place to, to be known and to know mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, it always feels good when you go into the store and you're like, oh, hey, and you know yeah. someone and they know you and I just think we all want to be known and um, we want people to, we want to know other people. So I, I love just the community aspect mm-hmm. of the size of our city. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, this, uh, a sense of community gets thrown around a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a thread of sincerity mm-hmm. in these people. And so I've started to see in our generation, um, I'm 43. So from 30, seven to now. So the last, let's say six to 10 years, a a lot of people that I graduated with or people in classes have started to move back here Mm -hmm. and wanting to enjoy real deep relationships with one another. So yeah, I would think sincerity and uh, of course the, you know, the natural tenant of four seasons and the mountains, just the beauty of it's great. But no, I I like the people. Um, These are really good people. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. And you get to pastor a few of them. I do. Tell us a little bit about Redstone Church. Okay. I mean, we obviously know a little bit about it, but for our listeners. Yeah. So Redstone, uh, we're seven years old, so relatively new in the church world. Um, We uh, came out of, or we were launched from Redeemer Community Church, which is downtown Johnson City. And they sent us up to kind of North Johnson City, the Boones Creek area to see if we could uh, start uh, attracting families, you know, family units. And so, yeah, Redstone Church has kind of fulfilled that prophecy. We've, we've got lots of kids, lots of young families. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, we got a few lots, kids. Lots of kids. <laughs> lots of kids. You guys kind of started the trend. How many kids do y'all have? Six. Are you sure about that? Yep. Six. Six so six far. Six whole kids. <laughs> no, they're six. So they're, they're six. Six. <laughs> six amazing kids. Love but them. It is one amazing. of the, yeah, it is one of the themes of our church. We're young and we've got a hundred and... 20 kids running around or something, I think 40%. Yeah. <laughs> and so I tell everybody, if they got really organized, they could really take us down quickly. <laughs> they could, even if they weren't organized, I think they, they could. could. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they could. All right, we're all going to start crying at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And they were, all right, we submit. And they yeah. 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 Now, so um, starting a church from scratch is a unique, you know, situation, which we've loved. It takes everybody on a faith journey. And so not just the pastor and his wife, but core group and everybody that actually attends, that's a faith step to realize all these people don't have it all together or their program yeah, not be as good. So, so you it's, it's you're at Doe journey. River and you heard like the Lord calling you to start a church. Is that right? Yeah. And what is that like? 
I mean, tell us, I mean, because people say, I hear, you know, the Lord called me to do something. What did, how did you play that out for us? Yeah, that's, it's, it's a little bit of a dangerous word because God could, you know, call you to do anything. He audibly so you, speaks in the Bible. Yes. You know, <laughs> I haven't heard him audibly speak to me yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So you have to be careful with that word. But yeah, mm-hmm. we were on a trajectory at Doe River Gorge, um, very satisfied, even being pruned by, you know, the president and the board, you know, to just continue on at that. And we moved back to East Tennessee to be at Doe River, actually moved to Elizabethton in Carter County. Uh, so it was, everything was moving that way. So anything that blunts that trajectory has mm-hmm. to be at least considered. And the types of questions that were being asked of us and then, even what was happening in, you know, deep in our, our hearts and our soul, we started to just question um, where we were heading. And so any kind of turn, you have to give at least some credence to mm-hmm. what was the Lord doing. But we felt very personally that the Lord was speaking and asking of us something that we would have naturally not asked of ourselves. And so, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's probably the most unique is we were heading in this direction. Why would we want to even take this type of risk even and we just felt confirmation after confirmation that, you know, as faith people, we believe that the Lord speaks in mm-hmm. the beginning. God says, and it was so. Mm-hmm. And for that, and not just as a pastor, but for a group of people to believe that God still speaks and mm-hmm. God still asks us to do hard things. Mm-hmm. And he loves when his kids are obedient. Mm-hmm. And that's that was kind of our, our journey is the hard ask to do something that we were unfamiliar with. How did that play out for you, Nicole? Did you, were you like, yeah, I don't know that I'm hearing that? Or <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it started with a um, an invite for Spencer to be a part of a cohort, church planting cohort through Redeemer Church, mm-hmm. John Fouché and Jim Fouché Bigley. And Jim um, we're whiteboarding. They're like, Spencer's name just made, our, made it on our whiteboard. And so when that call came in, we were like, what? Why are they thinking about you? And so... We began and to pray. we had zero connection. Yeah, with we didn't either know one of those guys. Yeah, so we oh, wow. we began just to pray that. about that. And I will say, we had just, in my mind, bought our dream home in Elizabethan. Like it was the family home. And I was like, why would God ask us to leave this when He just gave it to us? Um, and so I think through it, really um, was solidified in my heart when I began to see a bigger picture. And I was like, you know. This home is is just not everything, and um, just felt really called to Johnson City, and just my heart began to burn for people in Johnson City. Like mm-hmm. I love those people. That's kind of where we came back to, and that's where our community is. And um, just you know, uh, seeing a bigger picture um, was exciting, and. I was I was totally on board. I was like, let's sell the house. Let's sell the house. Let's move to Johnson City. Let's do this. Let's follow the Lord. Um, and it's it's been uphill, honestly. It's been uh, hard to plant a church and be a pastor's wife, but it's been so rewarding, such a blessing, so enriching to our family. Um, so, well, I know we're glad that you guys did it. Because, I know we met you guys. Yeah, because we've become like. Such good friends yeah. through that whole process. Yes. So. Yeah, I think we got close during your. We sold your house in Elizabeth, yes, and you did. and it's a, it, that was a confirmation there. I mean, I don't know who's listening, but a, an appraiser bought their house <laughs> for more than it appraised for. So, 
It's one of those before where you're like, it before, before, it before, it before it even hit the market. So yeah. I was like, um, I think you all need to move, you know, yeah. just so. Um, Everything fell in place. It was really, it was really cool. cool. So we're, um, yeah, so we're glad. Okay, so you made the move and we you just jumped right in. We got a building. We got 4,000 patrons to the church. No. Well, how did it go? Like, Yeah, no, nothing happens easy in church. And, you know, when you start anything. I mean, right. You, know, right, right, right. you start a business, you start yeah, a church, you, you start a school, you have an idea, and you just don't know if it's going to catch. I'm an idea. Like, I see it, and I'm like, oh, I see it being done. You know, I'm like, oh, I can see. We're the next grace, you know, or whatever, and we've right. got this already done. And it's it's a, there's a few steps to get there. <laughs> so many steps. And that's why I think the, the faith journey is a, a great phrase to use. Yes. Because every step of the way requires a different type of of faith but it's still faith and so no it's it's not been the easiest uh we're still we call it set up and tear down i mean we 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 rent uh, a space inside providence academy and so we just we have to build out a structure and then tear it down every single and we Sunday. pack it into a little tiny trailer that we could take down the road if they said that's right yeah, peace out, yeah. <laughs> so that's not easy um you know of course uh other things like we didn't inherit tons of structures, like mm-hmm. how to do leadership development or mm-hmm. any kind of programming. Yeah. So everything seems so, um, what's the word? Not, not creative, but where you just, everything is from scratch. Right. You're right. thinking through it, planning it out. And then yeah. 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 there's a lot of process going into all, every decision and, and new program that's being made, which is it's kind of cool. Okay. So you're lead pastor of, Redstone Johnson City. There's also a Redstone Elizabethan, right? Yeah, we're about two things: uh, making disciples and then planting churches. Yeah. And it was so amazing for us to raise up in six years. At that point, in six years, raise up a whole host of leaders in order to do exactly what Redeemer did for us seven years ago. And so, yeah, a year ago, almost to the date, we were able to send out a whole host of people, and that was amazing to send out. Uh, two elders, which was great. I think four community group leaders, which was wonderful. Yeah. A worship person, a whole you know uh, truck full of cash, which was also very helpful for them. And um, and then to see a year later just the fruit of of both disciple making and then also church planting. It's mm-hmm. it's both of those things are just a a dream come true. So the reason that we started was to start again mm-hmm. and to help. People on the process. So, yeah, it has been, uh, even though 2020 was a terrible and a hard year for, for the world and society, for ministry to start a, a church in the middle of a pandemic and to see real fruit, God mm-hmm. being faithful in that, it has just been tremendous. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's got to be a dream awesome. come true. inspiring and it just gives you energy. And we love Jerry and I think we're having lunch with him tomorrow. Jerry's so. made it into this podcast two or three times now, yeah. I think, and he hasn't been on here. Yeah. He's going uh, to, he'll be on here. We'll, leaves yes. his way into the other ones. Yeah, we're going to shame you on the podcast here. If you aren't <laughs> Jerry, on if you're here, not listening come right on. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and so while you're starting a church, we've got a lot of family stuff happening, but your wife is an entrepreneur and she likes to start stuff and do businesses. <laughs> she starts, yes. She That's does. her middle name. So, Carly, you want to ask? Yes. Nicole, <laughs> yes. please tell us about your business. What Tell us what the name of your business is. I think Colin already mentioned it, but yeah. in case people forget. And then tell us what you do. 
Um, the name is Texture Home Staging and Design. I'm beginning to shorten that to just Texture Home. It's just so yeah. long to say. But, yeah. And then um, Tex. Yeah. That sounds I mean, good. Yeah. Just T. Or just Texture. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a T. <laughs> but I had homeschooled our kids for about 10 years, been a stay-at-home mom, homeschool, um, homeschooling teacher. And uh, about two years ago, they all went into school, public school. They're, they're at all four schools. We represent Johnson City in all four schools. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I began to ask the question, what do I want to do? I've got all this time now that I did not have or had not had really since uh, having children. And I just began, I actually looked into real estate and came across staging homes and felt like that just fit me to a T. Like I love design. I love the home. Mm -hmm. um, I love helping people. I'm highly relational. And I just thought this would be awesome to get me inside people's homes, to come alongside them, to help them stage it and get it ready so that when they list the home with Colin and Carly, <laughs> it's going to show um, its best. And it's going to, you know, hopefully draw more buyers um, mm -hmm. and get a better price, uh, you know, better offer on the home. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been doing for the last year. I started um, in January of 2020. Awesome. And so, you are so good at it. Oh, thank isn't you. she? Oh, she's thank so you. good at it. It's a lot and honestly, our... When she stages one of our houses, it goes, it goes fast. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And our clients love her. She's so mm -hmm. sweet and um, loving to the people. So, but also honest. I mean, I've seen her on a consult and she does not hold back. She is very sweet and loving and also doesn't lie to people and say, oh, everything looks great just the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, she's just honest, but she just has a way of doing it. That, that just works. And um, honestly, just because someone that could have a great, do uh, you tell me if I'm wrong on this? Someone okay. that could have great decor, yes. but if it's not neutral enough, then there yes. won't be enough people who it can speak to, yes. right? Like, yes. so it doesn't mean when you go in and say, all this needs to be different, it doesn't mean, hey, what you have going on is terrible, right? No, Tell us more about that. Yeah. And I, I went through um, and took several, I took a whole course on uh, home staging mm -hmm. so I could be certified and really would learn a little bit of the tricks uh, mm -hmm. of why, why to stage, uh, the why behind doing things. Um, and that's what I try to teach the homeowners. It's like, you may, they may have a beautiful home. It may be decorated beautifully. Mm -hmm. However, just by tweaking it a little bit or mm -hmm. decluttering or actually just taking things, some things down off the shelves and simplifying just makes the house cleaner, more welcoming. Mm -hmm. The colors they use, I say neutralize the palette a lot because right. they don't understand color is great, mm -hmm. but when you're trying to list your home mm -hmm. we're trying to appeal to the most buyers, most buyers so yeah. when i come in i'm trying to give them some tips mm -hmm. and um and to, to do things that really kind of play in on the psychology of buyers right. um they don't realize that but some of the things that we do um actually just make such a difference like i tell a lot of people hang a mirror in the foyer this is a small little mm -hmm. tip but hang a mirror in your foyer so when buyers come into your home the first person they see in that home is them mm -hmm. <laughs> so they can awesome. envision themselves like living in the space and then when they're leaving the home they turn around and get one last look they see themselves again so small things like that like just you know there's there's all kinds of tricks that, is neat. that, yeah. um, that. that they can do learn something yeah. every day but, but also yeah. Colin, but we still have we a have, mirror in our foyer we have for a some mirror reason. in our an hour for year, and we're not selling our house, but right. we still have one there. <laughs> so. like, are you happy with who comes in the front door? Right. Most, oh. most of the time. Look at that. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yeah. So it's not about hey, your home doesn't look good. It's about yeah. changing things, tweaking it so that it's going to appeal to more people. Um, right. And and keep, get, instead of it being a narrow audience, it's, you're trying to widen that audience so that you can get more people in your home. Because if you get more people in your home, you're probably going to get more offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it looks amazing and looks better than all the competition, mm-hmm. you're going to get an amazing offer. Yeah. And I exactly. tell people too, like if you can stage and style your home and we come in, I think with a little bit of a design edge, like I'm trying to stage these homes um, with the design trends that are out there that are people, people are seeing on HTV mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, like looking at on Instagram so that it, it really does attract people. And when, if they love the home, like buyers l- fall in love with the home, they're going to make a better offer mm-hmm. than if they just like it. Oh, you that's know? true. So, yeah. so yeah. true. Um, okay. Even smells help a lot too. Smells and help so, a lot. <laughs> thank you for helping out there sometimes. Yes, I'm like diffusers, essential oils are your Those friend, are but good. I say don't do lavender. <laughs> Some people are allergic Carly to lavender. Carly is allergic to lavender. Clean, like lemon, lime, you know, yes. uh, clean yeah. smells are always um, a plus. Yeah. yeah. Especially people that have pets. Um, yeah. So yeah, because the that. thing with pets, if you have dogs inside, let's say, I mean, your house, our house probably smells like dogs. We don't know it because yes, we're there we all the there. time. Mm-hmm. But when you guys come in, you're probably like, hey, I smell the dogs. <laughs> cats. Hey, does um, our cat, house smell like dogs? Oh, cats, cats are worse. Cats are worse okay. than dogs as far as smells go. Does um, our house smell like dogs? No, your house okay, smells good. great. Of course, <laughs> for the record. Of for the record, everybody. It's because of the essential oils. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The diffuser. It smells like orange. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it works. It works. That's okay, great. so... Um, what do you see? For, you also do home interior stuff too, right? Like, I, do a I mean, bit of that. it doesn't have to. You don't have to be selling your home. You right. can call Nicole people, and she'll come over and yeah. help you pick out a couch, like she's doing for us. Yeah. So, <laughs> Are we doing that? Three years later, well, we'll get a couch one day um, because they quit making couches. I don't know why, yeah, but they COVID, did. COVID kind of slowed everything down. No, I, yeah. I do do some uh, interior design restyling. Is kind of mm-hmm. what I call it. Restyling. Um, I don't really remodel or help you remodel, mm-hmm. but I will help you uh, come up with a design plan that just a refresh restyle look for for any room in your home um i do help pick out couches and and rugs and uh decor and that's really fun it's a completely different Mm -hmm. job Mm -hmm. than home staging and that's something i'm growing in and and trying to decide do i like this do i not like this but um and i only take on about two of those projects at a time because Mm -hmm. they are very time consuming Mm -hmm. and you know, I think staging is primary where my focus is, um, but I have enjoyed getting to know people. The design aspect is a little bit more relational because it lo- lasts a lot longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're in people's homes for months and working with someone a lot longer. And sure. I love I love that too. Yeah. So it's been fun. Especially if they're a nice older gentleman from Wellington, North That's Carolina, right. who might be listening. Yes. <laughs> we he's, love he's, you, Phil Blodorn. He's we wonderful. Do. He's the funniest person I've Can't, met in a yeah. long time. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and he'll, uh, yeah. He'll anyway. be back in April. Yes, yes. and I'm excited. He, I think he's going to beat me at golf. Is the only thing I'm not excited about. But that's <laughs> or pickleball. Right. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, Pickle- or maybe pickleball. pickleball. We should play what pickleball. I, Spencer and I have been playing a little tennis, and so I think we could play some doubles pickleball. Maybe. Yeah, Spencer's like his newfound love is pickleball. He wants to learn. He wants to build a pickleball court in Johnson City. Oh, I think that's a good idea. Johnson City living, you know, <laughs> get like a lo- like we could put it on the pickleball. yeah. That'd be cool. Let's do, do it, it. I mean, I have no idea. No, What's I'm holding going, you I'm not, back? I'm not going to. It's for someone else to do. There's the idea out there, people. Yeah. Okay. Someone take it someone, and run with it. Someone do it. Um, that's not the only thing you guys do. You also allow lots of strangers to come live at your house. Tell us about we do. what else. You, what's that about? Yeah. 
Well, the Bible says that you never know when you're going to entertain strangers. <laughs> strangers, that's right. And we have taken that very literally yes. because we run an Airbnb and um, we've done that for a little over two, two years. years. Yeah. And it has been very enriching. It's been um, amazing. Some of the people we've hosted from all over the world, yeah. honestly. The Netherlands, we've had family stay from Slovakia, um, from Spain. It has, we're yeah. not making these names up. Like, we've had these guests in our home, and, and that's just two years. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. We're one spot yeah. out of all the different options. Yeah. yeah. And so, when I yeah. thought, when I, two years ago, when I thought of Johnson City, I thought, oh, the medical community, ETSU brings people mm-hmm. to our region, but I had no idea just the scope. Of the people that are visiting sure. our little town. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Every yeah. single day. Literally every single day. Yeah. We hosted a motocross team that raced in Bristol like two weekends ago. Um, they were from like Nebraska. Oh, cool. You know, so just, yeah, people are coming in and uh, staying with us and we're... Sometimes we see them and get to hear their stories, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people are moving to Johnson City. Mm-hmm. So we've hosted yeah. tons of people that are just wanting to know about our city. Yeah. Why should they move here? And that's given us. I mean, they've been in our home, sitting on our couch, strangers for hours. For hours, we're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah because you're like, all tell Air- me everything you know. <laughs> yeah, because you're so, all Airbnb. You're like, just listen Airbnb to this podcast <laughs> right beside your yes. <laughs> Good our, point. Our Airbnb is it's part of your it's house. Part of right? it's well, right. it's um, it's like a separate house, kind of over and behind our garage so it's disconnected but it's right there so we share the drive and uh, Mm -hmm. we do see them coming and going and we're there if they need us but yeah we've been able to really um, advocate for Johnson City as being a wonderful place to live and why we love it and um, so we should have a lot more people moving here. Yeah. I mean, I send everybody I can your way and, um, yeah, it's just a cool spot. And so it's, it's fun that they get some nice faces and nice family to meet when they're, when they're here and it just adds to, um, adds to our area a little bit. So, um, Spencer, this week you got to be on the podcast because you weren't working as much or not. You didn't have your scheduled staff meeting, I'll say. And so what's this week about? Okay, yes. Yeah, so I don't know when people listen to this podcast. It'll be Friday. It, it, it drops Friday on Good Friday. Good Friday. Ah, yeah, so we are in the middle of... I think her, if Layton's working Friday, we'll see. <laughs> right in the middle of Holy Week. Yes. Yeah. Holy Week it spans eight days from Sunday to Sunday, from Palm Sunday all the way to Easter Sunday. So... As a pastor, when you look at the church calendar, Christmas usually gets all of the 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 hoopla. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So all of the celebration because of all of the traditions. Yet on the church calendar, Easter really is where mm-hmm. where we're at. And, mm-hmm. uh, this is the moment where we see Jesus Christ intentionally and strategically do things that were truly supernatural mm-hmm. and put Himself in places that truly show the humility of who, you know, our Savior is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as a pastor, all week long, we're just pointing people to these just dramatic, it's, it's, it's drama. That's what it is. It's unbelievable drama, How what Jesus is doing, not just Easter Sunday or not just Good Friday, but all throughout the week. So we're trying to change the culture to uh, in, encourage people to take the entire week, the entire eight days, and strategically change their rhythms mm-hmm. To, to at least contemplate uh, what Jesus has done. And so, yeah, I mean, every single day of Holy Week is strategic and is is coming to the culmination, ultimately, of his death and, and resurrection. 
Yeah, we're getting cool videos. Yesterday was Jessica Becker, and today was Daniel McIntosh, our executive pastor. And just a great way to start the day, thinking about what Jesus has done for us. And so, um, now we'll have a service, I think, this tonight, Friday night, when this drops. So, it'll um, tell me more about your thoughts there behind that service. It's a good Friday. Um, uh, if we're if we don't do anything that'll strategically, we'll just breeze through Good Friday and go. Oh yeah, today's Good Friday. Maybe the kids are out of school. We we want for people to actually stop what they're doing and, and do something different. Mm. So we're hosting a service, and it may be a little chilly, but the idea is to be outside mm-hmm. and actually to have it at sunset to mm-hmm. be able to see the sun literally go down behind the horizon to to watch darkness come. And um, so Good Friday is the day that we we remember Jesus giving his life mm-hmm. for us. And in the Christian faith, the idea of attaining work or, or be doing good work to be approved by the Lord is mm-hmm. not our pathway mm-hmm. to wholeness or, or, or salvation. Mm-hmm. It's actually Jesus's descent that we celebrate, and we ultimately see that when Jesus dies on the cross mm-hmm. um, for our sins. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just all, all day, um, we want to remember the path of humility rather than just the skyrocketing, skyrocketing um, path to success. It was actually the opposite, and his descent into greatness rather than his ascent. Because and, Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's, that's, that's it. Well, you're also encouraging us to like do some contemplation on Saturday, right? Yeah, Good Friday gets a lot of press. Easter Sunday gets a lot of press. Mm-hmm. Um, what we call Silent Saturday or even mm-hmm. Holy Saturday does not, but mainly because the the scriptures are pretty much silent for, for what happens on Saturday. So we know Jesus dies on the cross. We know that he 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 enters a tomb, and he he's there mm-hmm. for Saturday. In mm-hmm. the Jewish tradition, that was the Sabbath, so nobody was able to literally move. We know the Romans were worried about Jesus' body. Mm-hmm. For guards around the so whole thing. There's guards there, but that's about it. So the question, like, where's Jesus? Right? We know where his body is, but where's mm. Jesus? And um, on the cross, he, he looks to the thief and he says, today you'll be with me in paradise, mm-hmm. wherever paradise is. So there's this this strategic silence, There's the strategic idea of paradise and so on Saturday for our church, we're just we're encouraging people to fast or abstain from busyness mm. and to create some space or silence in their in their life. So whether it's contemplation, right. whether it's getting rid of your screens for the day, but again, a strategic movement during Holy Week mm-hmm. for you to do things different. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. that's what Saturday is about. And then Sunday, is, of course, uh, yeah. Sunday's Easter. That's right. That's, that's the, the day, day we celebrate. And right? you know, guys, we didn't go to church last Easter. What? No one did. Remember? Yes. COVID. Right. We oh, were all that's at home. right. So we really have. We should all be really amped we're up this year. To hang out with totally our friends. That's right. Wiped that out of uh-huh. my yeah. memory. Yeah. We were home. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Just that weird. is crazy. Oh. It was a weird wow. year. So. Blocked it out. Yeah. And to Nicole's point, I mean, this past year has been filled with hopelessness mm-hmm. or full of anxiety yeah. or fear apprehension and yeah. fear oh my gosh and easter sunday the things that were dead are now alive like because how is that possible like how did they the, the person that was in the grave or you know, because no alive? other prophet 
whatever out there has done what Jesus did, right? I yeah. mean, I mean, uh, Elijah would be the closest one, but, right? Yeah. But but Jesus to be able to die and then come back living, breathing and continuing to proclaim. It's the most unique unique faith structure mm. on the planet. Yeah. Oh, we're excited. And there's so many accounts of it too. Like it's, I mean, you know, you just look back and prophecy fulfilled too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was cool too. Like in your scriptures, how you had all these rainbow like art oh, coming from the Old cool. Testament back into yeah. the New Testament, fulfilled, fulfilled, fulfilled. It was just really encouraging. I just kind of was like, that's awesome. And I started reading, and just the way the Lord was directing me at that time, Bible studies and things to read. It was just, you know, I was getting into more like, okay. Um, these things are true because, I mean, there's so many different accounts of it. So many different people witnessed it and saw it and and then and cataloged it. You know, they wrote, wrote down what happened. Um, even if it wasn't right then, it was very close to that time period. And so um, when you look um, how other things are validated, they look at different, you know, eyewitnesses or accounts or script, you know, writings about it. And so there, it's, it's just amazing that... Um, we have so many accounts of Jesus in, in the world and even non-believers, you know, atheists were writing about him and, sure. um, and, and you're just like, it's, um, it, yeah, I think they were all just amazed at how awesome yeah. he, he was and is now cause he lives in us, which is cool. Yeah. Easter is a historical event. Yes. This is what Jesus did. We're, we're actually in Ephesians right now and in, in this book, Paul is writing about the history of Jesus coming, defeating death, and being raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. But then he arcs even into their own personal life mm-hmm. and saying, you too can be raised up. Mm-hmm. And so here we are 2,000 years later looking back mm-hmm. historically what Jesus did. And then uniquely looking at the dead things or the hopeless things in our life and mm-hmm. going, Jesus is so strong he can still give us hope in the most hopeless of mm-hmm. situations. And that's that's the Christian faith is that it is both firmly historical in mm-hmm. which we believe, and then we believe that it can be applied to us. So that's kind of the pastor's plug that wherever you find yourself in a hopeless or even a shameful situation, if you look at death in this paradigm, he really can, quote, resurrect mm-hmm dead or hopeless things yes daily renewal as well i mean just yeah and so time back into why you like johnson city and the authenticity word you used um yeah i feel that it's because we have a a big body of believers in our area and um can you speak to that at all or yeah uh the uh, maybe it's pandemic (laughs) maybe it's just um where we're going as a society but it feels like there is a collaboration among churches. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I'm relatively new to the church world. Right. Um, I've, I've spent most of my time in, on college campuses and camp ministry, so I'm relatively new to the church world. But just the collaboration among past local pastors here in town it really is remarkable. And so that's what I'm seeing that's unique to this mm-hmm. is we're, we're coming together, we're huddling together, we're even praying together mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and sharing with what's going on. So yeah, it seems like it's awesome. less co- competition, right, and, and more collaborative. And that that's a, a major strength yeah. here in our area. I, I agree. Awesome. I think it's one yeah, of and a lot of cool. our A lot of our conversations or your conversations are beginning to pick up with looking at Johnson City and asking where is the lostness in Johnson mm. City? Like, where are people hurting? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can 
individually how and as a church corporately mm. but individually how can we step into that herd mm. and how do we find them and how can we be more watchful to um to see where where are the people that have no hope around mm. us you know like we we love our christian community mm-hmm. but are we looking outside our christian community and mm. are we looking for ways that you know god can use us in our businesses or in our you know, just day-to-day rhythms to recognize where people are hurting, mm-hmm. and they need to hear a message of hope, especially coming out of 2020. Um, so I'm excited oh, about so that, good. too. Yep. We're praying yeah. through that, what that looks like. Yeah, if you're listening today right. and you're hurting and you need some hope, you can reach out to us for sure. Um, all my contact details are on here, and Carly and I would love to talk to you and get you plugged in with somebody who can um, love you through what you're going through. Um so let's let's shift gears a little bit. That was pretty heavy, and so <laughs> yeah, that's um, Sunday morning. Yeah, but Sunday we, yeah, Sunday morning is going to be unbelievable. We are super excited. So you guys are probably fired up about Easter this week. Anything else gets you fired up about maybe Johnson City or what fires you up, Nicole Teal? Oh gosh, I don't know. Kind of what I just talked about. <laughs> yeah, finding the lost. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, where where how's God you know using me um, and who's around me and. Um, coming alongside people. I do love uh, women. <laughs> I love moms. Mm-hmm. I love um, uh, younger, you know, girls. And so just have a heart um, to come alongside people, love discipleship, and just, you know, looking for ways that I can share all I've learned, good, 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 good and bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, you know, how my life has shaped me and um, and share that with someone else to help come alongside them. So that gets me fired up. Um I don't know. Sunshine. Love, mm-hmm. oh, love sunshine. So spring much. coming. That gets me fired yes. up. I, actually, I have a list in my journal, and it says the first week of March, second week of March, <laughs> yes. and it's this list of all the things that bud Mm-hmm. In yes, time, oh, that's cool. This time of year is, is yeah. remarkable. It's Daffodils. Yeah. We took a, we took a walk around our property last night. We we're like, okay, yeah. let's get some vision. Like, what are we going to do? What do we want to mm-hmm. do? Let's buy the, let's buy some rhododendron here mm-hmm. and yeah. some hy- hydrangea bushes here. And you guys already have a lot of greenery and things yeah. out there. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. like a jungle. You can never have enough. <laughs> it's not like a jungle. <laughs> it's like an English it garden. Is more we're trying to make it less jungle like. No, that is ridiculous. Colin. No, it's, it's a beautiful jungle. I yeah. think for me, what I'm getting fired up. All right, so this is a non-pastor yes. answer, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's that's the lane. Just man to man here. Well, that's just the lane I'm in. Okay, ninety nine percent. Well, I guess are. with family, either a, a dad, husband, or pastor. So I'm getting fired up about being a good citizen oh. of our town or in, in our How city. How so? So we moved. Um, right into the heart of the city, into just a neighborhood where there's lots of families and and people. Um, we were a homeschooling family, and we've we've moved into the public school, and so that means that our kids have joined, whether it be orchestra or the, or the soccer team or golf team. So we're just we're Track. in the city in the city more. <laughs> um, so whether it be neighbor, neighborhood or whether it be kind of the school system. I'm trying to be a little bit more strategic with my time just to be an, a, a guy who's contributing to mm-hmm. our town. So I'm, I'm fired up about just being a good neighbor, awesome. you know, walking in the neighborhood, meeting people's names, um, card nights, just game nights, whatever, and, and trying to be a good, um, a better citizen and, and, um, and loving the people that we do life with. Cool. Shout out to Tracy and Barbara Teal for 
teaching you how to be like that because <laughs> I feel like I feel like your parents are so good at that. Mm-hmm. So such they good, are very neighbor, good you know, networkers. We used to be their neighbors, <laughs> and um, they were such good neighbors to us. And right. you, you know, that's just the epitome of what they do. I feel right. like, and so yeah, I think that that you are both of you are very good at being good citizens and good neighbors and good friends and good people to be at sporting events and cheer on people like you're just good at all that. So that's awesome. I want to know what, um, your, I'm not going to say what's your favorite anything because that's a hard question. (laughs) What's one of your favorite restaurants in Johnson city? Good question. Oh, that is good. How would you answer that? You're looking to the guy who does not you don't like care about, food. So, so Spencer doesn't care about uh, food. He doesn't eat. I don't he know. He lives off of air and he prayer. <laughs> he likes food less than anyone I know. In yeah, I don't know why life. everyone at the table looked at me. I know. That is weird. Nicole, but what's I your favorite? Love- All right. Forget you, Spencer. What? Right, thank you. I love food, mm-hmm. and I love local places. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, gosh, there's so many. That's kind of hard. Um I think one of our favorites that we find ourselves at often is um, the um, cafe oh. Cafe Lola. Yeah, um, we are mm-hmm. there a lot um, we when we go out. But we mm-hmm. love to try locally owned, um, small, you know, unique um, places. And we were just yeah. at Watauga Brewery last weekend and loved it. It was such a cool atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I Beautiful. love old buildings. Yeah. So I think um, the food was great and felt gourmet like we were like, wow, is this Johnson City? So, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love any type of, I mean, gourmet is, I mean, yeah, I, I just love company. quaint little yeah. places like that that yeah. offer really great food and service. Um that gets me fired up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Spencer's yeah, like, you want to go on a date? I'm like, can we go eat? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's like, I guess. Right. She yeah. picks the restaurant. I pick up the bill. I mean, okay. Yeah, well, since, nice. since you took the food, works. you took the food question. Uh, what's your favorite kind of music, Spencer? Mm, this is a great this one is for a, him. This is in your, in your zone. Okay. So right mm, like now I'm question. listening to um, clean or crisp jazz. So that's oh. that's, um, that's my jam unexpected. Right I, now. I wasn't expecting that. Is that like Mister Clean on the <laughs> no, saxophone so, or something? So like so jazz what is can clean be jazz about. I'll look that up. And right. a little bit moody. Oh, I got gotcha. you. This is just a little. The modern stuff is a little more okay, crisp I'm gonna and have poppy. To check that out. So that's that's good. And then I have um, uh, a, a guy at church who I just text every once in a while, and I'm like, hey, who should I be listening to? Ooh. And he always sends a band that I can't pronounce their name. So I'm like, they've got to be. <laughs> I can't okay. even understand the so, name. I need I, to know which guy at church this is. Uh, Hank Colley. Really? People, yep, I so didn't know nice. that. Hank okay. Colley is a graphic, graphic so he, artist here in town. And he has an album collection as big as this room. Yes. And he's so young. And, and he hip. just loves it. Yeah, so so yes. we yeah. have to learn from the young. We, and that's right. So he knows. He yeah, knows. Cool. He knows what's what's what what's going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's cool. awesome. Okay. Um, back to food questions. Oh, okay. Donuts. Oh, Do you guys oh, ever eat a yeah. donut? Because we're eating a lot of donuts, right? Well, actually, we're Y'all not eating. Not right. really. eating enough for us. We're, we're not eating. But that Colin, many. we're very healthy people. <laughs> mm. Okay. Right. So if it's not broccoli, I, I've looked in your pantry. <laughs> 
Nicole. Well, I, I have Nicole refrigerator. I have refrigerator rights at your house. And I understand. We're not, we're not eating it these days, right? Are we, Nicole? No, I don't ever really Cabbage. eat donuts, mm-hmm. but I do enjoy a cr- good Krispy Kreme. You know, I'm okay. just that's your so favorite. That's I'm just me. old school. Like plain old Nick. hot and ready, hot or do you like it kind of cold and crispy? Huh? You know, I could go both. I'll, yeah, it depends on the mood, time yeah. of day, the weather outside. It's super hot. I'm yeah, like, I exactly. like the cold one. I'm actually yeah. going to say something that's going to get me fired. I do not like the hot and ready. Oh, um, they're okay. I don't love them either. Yeah. Personally, why, I like it a little though? cooler. I like them cold. I do too. Okay, yeah. I think they're too sweet. I think that's why yeah, we're they like. They are sweeter. Yeah, yeah. They meant are. to be brothers. That's right. I just, I just love them. No matter. I'm, I'm with you, Nicole. I now the sign them. makes me happy. Like, oh. Yeah. But you know, I do know that there are some bakeries in Johnson City that mm-hmm. you know I love the locals uh, and and I, I, I can't, I won't drop a name, but they're, they're doing well in the donut world. Like, yeah, drop names. We're all about dropping names. Um, okay. She doesn't. Know Is it name. Peggy Ann's? Yes. Yes. Uh, which one has the. Um, Fruity Pebbles on yeah, top. Yeah, that's Peggy, that's Peggy Ann. Ann's. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. we just had that. So she's she she's she's doing really well. They're delicious. Um, I have had. I was like, this is going to be. Those weird, are unique really and like gourmet like. Yeah. So if you're in the mood for something like mm-hmm. just different but sweet and savory, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, because there's both. Yeah. yeah. So like, I tend creative. to try to eat healthier food, and we're doing that donut bracket, <laughs> and Emily sent the bracket to us, and I saw the Fruity Pebbles on there. Uh-huh. I was like. Emily, there's no way I'm going to eat a donut with Fruity Pebbles on it. Yeah. It's just not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And anyway, after we talked, we were like, but someone sent it in. And that person wants to win. And multiple you know? people so voted for multiple it. Multiple people yeah. voted for it. And so I was like, okay, I can I can do this. I'm just yeah. going to take a bite of it. It'll be fine. <laughs> it was delightful. Yeah. It's unique. <laughs> yeah. yeah it I was, was like, I wouldn't eat it again, probably. My well, kids are delightful. And kids, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it brings out the kid in us. You know, like yeah. when you see Fruity yeah. Pebbles, you're like, oh, I got to try that yeah that's true yeah so i mean actually i will have to eat it probably again because it won it won that bracket yeah so we we will have to eat that again it was fantastic that'll be the second (laughs) and last time that i eat that donut but it was surprisingly good yeah Uh, yeah, and our goal is so that everybody whoever they you know if they're ever like oh man i'm craving a donut but don't have a clue then we will be able to help them help them know where to go especially if they we just help them move to johnson city because we sell houses um, if you want to buy a house, call us. Um, but yeah, and then we are also looking <laughs> at other things too. So yes, yes. And if you need a, ch- a church, you can. and you if you want to come to church, Sorry, Spencer's. That's right. And if you need to start up, if you need to start a podcast to hang out with Layton, yes. So yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to chat about before we sign off? Anything you want to tell the world that you're like, oh, we forgot to mention this about Johnson City or why it's an amazing place to live. This is where you say no, or you can look at me. That's yeah, totally fine. <laughs> no, I feel like there needs to be uh, one more. One um, more Johnson City. Thing. Oh, well, what do you. As far as uniqueness. What do uh, you guys like to do? Like, did we talk about, like, if you just have a day and you're like, let's just do something today in Johnson City, what's an option? Like, hiking I mean, that's, or. That just doesn't happen. They got six, <laughs> they got, they got six okay. kids and he's a he's, plan for those days around. to do nothing. Now that your kids but are doing so many sports, that's be, hard. It would be something Outdoor. very natural. Okay. Outdoors. Like yeah. We love to hike. Yeah. Um, and, you know, typically that's one thing we didn't bring up, but like the one thing that makes Johnson City so great is that it, you're so close to so many wonderful places. Oh, so it's like unreal. we, you know, Blowing Rock, Banner Elk, all the mm-hmm. North Carolina trails and Blue Ridge Parkway. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're so close to like so get somewhere pretty. within an hour, yeah. hour and a half. And then you're like, 
you know, in a different mm-hmm. world sometimes, yes. you, you know, when you're hiking Blue Ridge. So, yeah, so I love to hike. We like to hike. Yeah. Our kids are they, they're yeah. okay. But yeah. no, just to get outside. Be doing something outdoors. Just yeah. see creation really yeah. does. And just one more thing that we have to say before. You're a hardcore hiker. You you do this this crazy thing on New Year's Day, which is usually freezing, and you go to the top of a mountain and do what? Over at the river. Yeah. They play a game. Well, don't say where. We don't want oh. all the people to show up. <laughs> <laughs> There's no trail. It's just like, okay. hike this mountain. It's, just a, it's a bushwhacking you, adventure every New Year's where we we yeah climb a mountain. And then when we get up there, uh, we've been doing it for so long, we, we take a, a huge rock with us. And we put it, so we've created this this pile of rocks. An Ebenezer. Yeah. And um, then, so we've started to take our kids now. So now mm-hmm. both fathers and 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 their sons, our kids, um, are all up there. And then we race right. down the mountain, not fall. using our Tumble. hands. You can't use your hands. If you touch a tree or something or fall, right? If you touch the ground. You you're can right. touch you a tree. Oh, you can touch trees. You okay. can't touch the ground. And also, you get a point. Dogs do like what? At least one of the guys brings a dog who, who can who has been known to tumble. That's right. A little bit That's as right. the races. <laughs> That's right. This just blows me away. Yeah, so. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, also, just real quick, this is not Johnson City, but you hiked out somewhere in California. Yeah. So the John Muir Trail is it's it's on everybody's you know yeah. checklist if you hike, and so somebody's and, and I we, we did uh, we we got dropped off at Vermilion Valley and hiked into Yosemite. Um, Three years ago, it's amazing and, yeah. for your fortieth yeah, birthday. That's right. So now we're already scheming how to how to get out there and do it. Do it either. Do it again or do another hike. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, okay. from the bottom of our hearts, we love you guys, yeah, and y'all are so some much. of our dearest friends, and likewise, and some of our best podcast guests. I would, absolutely, I would think, absolutely. Uh, so. Thank you for making Johnson City an awesome place to live. Yeah. Thank you for just helping us. Um, navigate Johnson City and what you do for our church and what you do for our community and how you make houses look better for us. And so we um, we love you. Thank you for being on the podcast. And until next time, everybody, we look forward to hearing back from you and reach out if you want to come make Johnson City your house, place to live. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. See ya.